0: Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm Evangelist C.C. Wagner, and I am blessed like you. And the reason why I say that is because Psalms 34 verse 8 says, Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord. So I'm so glad you've joined me today so we can unpack the Word of God and see just how blessed we are. The Word of God is rich and mighty. Let's get busy. Let's go to God in prayer before we unpack the word of God. Gracious God, here we are once again, loving your love and excited about your word. Dear Master, we thank you so much for the opportunity to bow before your throne that you hear us. Father God, and expecting, Father God, that you will be with us, lead us, and guide us. Dear Lord, we ask that you use the word of God to strengthen our hearts and to keep us in perfect peace as we go through this period of our lives that has caused men and women to search themselves and make sure we line up with your word. God, we ask that you forgive us. Now use us and speak to our hearts. In Jesus' matchless name we pray. Thank God. Amen. On today, God has given me a word from the book of Psalms once again And it's the 143rd division of Psalms. And it's a wonderful Psalms because we find David in an uncomfortable position. He's in a cave. He's in a cave because he is being pursued by King Saul. And if you're um, familiar with David's perils, Saul was always um pursuing him trying to take him out because of envy and jealousy. Today we find ourselves not in a cave but in our homes uh, because we've been asked to stay inside and limit contact with others. They want us to practice social distancing. So because of that similarity, David being in a cave, hiding from King Saul, and I guess you could think of us being in our homes, hiding from the virus. I thought it was very fitting for us to look at the 143rd division of Psalms and get a peek into what the man of God was feeling and how he was praying to our God Seeking an answer. So we begin with verse 1. And we find that David begins his prayer. And I love the fact that when he does pray to God, he starts out letting God know that how much he loves, trusts, and believes in God. Because you know what he says? Um, He starts out by saying, Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my supplication. In thy faithfulness. So he's bragging on God already. In thy faithfulness. Bragging on God. He's had some experiences with God. Have you had experiences with God? Because he says, In my faithfulness. Oh, praise God. In thy faithfulness, God, answer me and in thy righteousness. Uh Uh-huh. He says, and enter not into judgment. Uh Uh-oh. Why is he saying that? Enter not into judgment. Well, he doesn't want God to look at him. For who he is, he says, enter not into judgment against thy servant. So these first two verses are powerful because David is starting right out asking God to continue to be faithful towards him, which means. He's had some positive experiences with God coming through for him in the past. And so he's asking to God, don't let me down. Give ear to my supplication. In thy faithfulness, answer me. And in thy righteousness. Righteousness. God is righteous. Everything about him is righteous. He is sinless. And so... I like how David starts out, because he starts out, yes, petitioning, asking God to come to the rescue, but also praising God, acknowledging that he is a faithful God, and also acknowledging that he is a righteous God. And once he establishes that in the first verse, he says, enter not into judgment with thy servants. And why not? Well, we know God is fair. He's a fair judge. But David didn't want to get what he knew he deserved. Amen. I don't either. And so when he's asking God to hear his prayer and give ear to his supplication, he wants God to um, hear his prayer, but don't judge him. Okay. Because he said, in thy shall no man live and be justified. David knows that we are all um, basically filthy rags before a righteous God. And the word of God lets us know that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So he immediately humbles himself before God. He lets him know. You're the faithful God. You're the righteous God. Holy, holy are you, God. And then he humbles himself and says, don't give me what I deserve. Truly, God's mercy does endure forever. So David is asking for mercy here in the second verse. And then he moves on. He says, for the enemy has persecuted my soul. Well, we know the enemy that he's talking about was um, King Saul pursuing him. But today, our enemy is the virus who is ravaging uh the country. And he says, the enemy has persecuted my soul. Let's think about our soul. The soul represents our mind, our will, and our emotions. So many people... Have their minds set on the virus, the sickness. What can they do to, um, avoid it? How can they, um, be kept safe? Um, and so the will to survive is really pretty much gotten everyone all caught up. So it's a true statement. What David is saying, how his, the enemy, OK, has persecuted his soul. And he doesn't stop there. He says he has smitten my life down to the ground. Well, David is dramatic here. But we feel that um, many people probably feel that um, they have been smitten or cast down And certainly people have died as a result of this coronavirus. So it is possible that we be taken out or struck down or made ill because of this virus. And so he continues. He says uh, that not only has he smitten my life down to the ground, he has made me to dwell in darkness as those who have been blinded. Wow. There are many people who are afraid to go out and who have been compelled not to go out and really are blinded, meaning spiritually, they can not see that God is in control of everything and that when we wait on the Lord, he'll renew our strength and we'll be able to mount up, you know, as though we have wings like an eagle. And continue our journey. But here, David is feeling downcast. And he is letting God know just how desperate he is. Are you feeling desperate as David was? The fourth verse says, Therefore is my spirit overwhelmed within me. So yes, he is um, feeling overwhelmed. And so he continues, he says, my heart within me is desolate. Oh boy, I will trust in the Lord. That's, um, as a believer, we have to be able to trust in the Lord. We cannot give up because he told us, I'll never leave you nor will I forsake you. The fifth verse. He's remembering, he's reflecting on the past. He says, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all thy works. Do you remember what God has done for you? Do you ever think about how while you were yet a sinner, Christ died for you? And because he died and rose again and is now sitting at the right hand of the Father, we have the privilege and the opportunity to pray to God, to ask God, to rescue us, to believe that God hears our prayers when we pray. And we have the privilege to know salvation has been granted unto us. Thank you, Jesus, because there is no way we can thank you enough for what you've done. But we're so glad that you have given us the privilege of being called your children and we're saved by grace, not through any works that we've done. Our faith in you has given us the privilege to be called children of God and to have the gift of salvation. Thank you, Jesus. And so the work of his hands, um, is limited and he's just basically saying, I stretch forth my hands unto thee. Praise you, Jesus. And so do you stretch forth your hands unto God? He says, my soul thirsteth after you. As a thirsty land, I desire you, God. Selah, think about that. Do you lift your hands in the sanctuary? Do you lift your hands when you're at home meditating and thinking about how good God is? Do you give him a praise offering? He's worthy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He's worthy to be praised. And we don't have to wait. Even though uh, we can't assemble ourselves right now, we don't have to wait to praise him. We can give him praises here. At home, we can give him praises wherever we are, in our hearts, with our mouths. We can praise God. Thank you, Jesus, for being so good to us. Verse 7, he says, hear me speedily, O Lord, my spirit failing." Uh-oh, he's feeling weak. I think we've all been there. Hide not thy face from me lest I be like unto them that go down into a pit. Oh my God, hear me speedily, dear Lord. Come and rescue me. I need you, God, and I need you now, is basically what David is saying. He's asking, cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the mornings. For in thee, do I trust, cause me to know the way wherein I should walk. When we wake up in the mornings, I don't know about you, but a lot of times God wakes me up before the sun comes up. And when I wake up, I think, thank you, Jesus, because I know it wasn't the alarm clock. And I do know if the alarm clock went was put in the graveyard and it went off, people still wouldn't get up. So I know the hand of God is who wakes me up. And I look forward to when the sun comes up, the sounds of the birds out in the trees, because they're already praising God because God has given them a new day. Truly, brand new mercies are a gift from God, and we should be glad to receive them every day that he gives for it is the day that the lord has made and what should we do be glad and rejoice in it so when we lift up our soul unto god we're giving god our mind our will and our emotions so that he can take charge of our thoughts and so that we won't get wrapped up in our problems so when we do that praise god then we can move throughout the day with boldness and assurance so then he asked in the next verse i love it in the ninth verse he says deliver me O lord from my enemies hide me unto unto thee Ah, huh. deliver me that's the only person who can deliver us you know and that's why we pray to God, because we want him to deliver us. Now, man is smart, and this virus is real, but it's our God who will give man the mind, the science, to be able to um combat the virus. So we're looking to God. We're not looking up to man. We appreciate what man is doing, but we already know God is the orchestrator. He's the author and finisher of our faith. So certainly we're looking to God to deliver us. Thank you, Jesus. The 10th verse, he said, now teach me to do thy will. That is so important. Why? Because when I looked at the second Chronicles, the seventh chapter, God told Solomon, if I held back the rain, and if I sent the locusts, and if I sent a plague, if my people who were called by my name would humble themselves, uh uh-oh, and pray, and seek my face, and then turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and heal their land. So... Looks like David realizes that he needs to, uh, he doesn't know it all. And he needs to learn how to be pleasing to God. So he's not just asking God to deliver him from his enemies and hide him. He's asking God also teach him to do God's will. Well, God's will is for us to be humble. God's will is for us to seek His face. God's will is for us to turn from our wicked ways. Now, the scripture says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And if you say you have no sin, you're a lie and the truth is not in you. Oh dear. Well, David was wise enough to know here that he needed to uh, improve, to get better, to do God's will. So he wanted to know what God's will is. I do too, don't you? And not only do I want to know, James said, be doers and not just hearers only. So he says in the 10th verse, teach him. uh, And then he uh, proclaims, for thou art what? My God, hallelujah, and our spirit, thank you, Jesus. And this is the benefit of of being a New Testament saint. We get the word of God, and then we get the spirit of God, and then we get the promises of God to direct our lives. And all of that comes from the love of God. What a beautiful package. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He says, lead me into the land of uprightness. Hallelujah. And so when we are walking in the land of uprightness, it means we're walking by faith and not by sight. And it means we are walking in the spirit of God, which means we're walking in obedience to God. Thank you, Jesus. He says, quicken me, O Lord, for thy name's sake, for thy righteousness' sake, O Lord. Bring my soul out of trouble. O God, quicken me, get my attention, dear master. Straighten me out, turn me around, give me some direction. So that my mind, my will, my emotions will be focused on you. Your word says, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. Well, I've got to get my mind on the Lord so that I can be a witness. So that I can be a light in this world. And so David wasn't uh, just wanting to. Get away from Saul or be delivered or escape uh, for himself. No, it wasn't a vain prayer. It was a prayer of deliverance so that he could get busy doing the will of God. Thank you, Jesus. The twelfth verse says, And of my mercy, cut off my enemy, destroy all of those that afflict my soul. Uh huh, because I am thy servant. Yes. We do want God to destroy the virus. We do want him to cut off uh, the virus, eliminate it. And why? Because we belong to him. We are children of the Most High God. He is our Abba Father. Thank you, Jesus. And when we read his word over and over, he promises that he will preserve us. He will keep us in perfect peace hallelujah there's no failure in God however sometimes we fail and so David here is praying God you're great you're good you're faithful
1: Welcome to
0: Blessed Like You. Today, we have a Christian author who is published by the name of Shaquita Goldsmith. Welcome, Shaquita, to my podcast.
1: Thank you, Evangelist Wagner. Thank you for having me on your podcast.
0: Oh, I am just so glad that you could come and be with us because Your book is inspiring, it helps others, and it brings, you know, a light to uh, people who find themselves in dark situations. So first of all, tell us, what is the name of your book?
1: The name of my book is How to Move Beyond Where You Are to Where You Want to Be.
0: Beautiful. I love it already. When I was first made aware of your book, the title grabbed me, and it's based on scripture, which is even more important. What scripture is your book based on?
1: My book is based on Romans 12:2. Do not be conformed by the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And it's also based on Proverbs twenty three seven. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he.
0: Wow, that's powerful already. Well, I'm just curious as to what led you to the path of authorship uh, that you're now in. What got you started?
1: Well. In 2007, I transitioned from being married for 19 years with two teenage children. One went off to college. One was at home being a teenager. And it was like, who am I now? I'm not a wife anymore. My children really don't need me anymore. So I was really having an identity crisis. So I began journaling as a spiritual, mental, and emotional coping mechanism. And in my journaling, the Holy Spirit was visiting me as I was talking to him. He was talking back to me. I was having supernatural experiences and he informed me that I had some seeds planted in my soul and my mind. The seeds were planted inadvertently. And the seeds is what led me to think how I thought about myself and how I thought about him. And the way I was thinking led to choices that I made. And so I prayed out to God to restore me back to who he originally created me to be. And in the restoration process, God healed me. And made me whole. And when he healed me, he told me, Now you can write a book and you can connect, you write a book and you have others connect their dots so they can move beyond and get to where they need to be. So that's what made you write the book.
0: Yes, that is so interesting. Uh, Because oftentimes we uh, don't think about the mind as the devil's playground. Uh, But Mm -hmm. certainly we do realize that. uh, all he can do is mess with your mind first of all and uh, when you have the mind of christ there is no room for him amen amen
1: amen i agree
0: (laughs) all right so um okay so i know that god's word is true and that he is a restorer definitely and so as you journey through uh your path and were um, became restored by the grace of God you decided to write a book and this book didn't just help you you said you wanted to or you were instructed to allow this book to help others so is that how your foundation was born
1: Yes, that's how my foundation was born. The name of my foundation is Free To Do Me Foundation. It's a limited liability corporation. In my foundation, I'm using my books of inspiration and empowerment to help others, to inspire and empower others to be the best that God has created them to be with the gifts, talents, and resources that they already have been blessed with. And also, in addition, with some of the proceeds that I receive from my books, I use the books to be a blessing to the community. Uh, We tithe with 10% and I bless those that are in prison. I inspire and empower those that are in prison with financial game with some books and just with inspiration. Uh, we give money for ch- teenagers that's going off to college. We yeah. feed the homeless. We're just active in a community with some of the proceeds from the books.
0: Wonderful. You know, we are blessed to be a blessing. And, uh, and I think that it's, um, it's a wonderful thing that you have not stepped on the enlightenment that God has given you, but that you are sharing it and using it to be a blessing to others. Um, I have to ask this question because it always, uh, you know, captures my attention when um, we write, when young people uh, write. Um, how did you get your book published? Because many of us have ideas, but we don't know how to get our ideas in black and white
1: well I used a publishing company called Christian Faith Publishing I called them and they asked me to send them my manuscript and I my manuscript was already written in a word document so I just emailed it to them and they called me back and mostly they said they wanted to publish my book and they published my book 10 months the whole process and B and because now says my second book and by the grace of God I that one. Awesome. So a company um helped you
0: publish your first one mm-hmm. and um, it, it took a while and there was a fee. However, the second book that you're now writing, you're going to publish that? Yes,
1: Yes, ma'am. I've already studied and I've already learned how to publish myself.
0: (laughs) So, you know, it's never, you know, we're never too old to learn. So I see that you are just getting better and better at the gift that God has given you.
1: To God be the glory. Yes. He said... Proper eighteen sixteen is a scripture for my life right now. It says, mm-hmm. gifts make room for us and put us in the presence of greatness. So God has blessed me with these gifts, and these gifts are making room for me to serve God's children and place me in the presence of God's greatness. Wow.
0: Well, uh, before we close um, this interview, I'm going to allow you... Um, the opportunity to witness to someone uh because the podcast is called blessed like you because as children of god we are blessed and even if you're not a child of god god is so good he says he loves the world and he reigns on the just as well as the unjust so take a moment to share how god has blessed you through this endeavor
1: to this endeavor, God has broken the strongholds. He's loosed the chains off of my mind and my soul. He loosed mm-hmm. the chains of low self-esteem. He loosed the chains of lack of self-worth. He loosed the chains of uh, identity crisis. He loosed the chains mm-hmm. of anxiousness. So God has loosed all these chains off of my brain and off of my soul. Mm-hmm. And now I am living free because what the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is liberation. And a matter of fact, my next book is, 99% 99% complete and the name of that book is I am free to be me and so are you and it's right. derived from 2 Corinthians 3:17 where the spirit of the lord is there is liberty there is
0: liberty praise god yes. what a mighty god we serve
1: yes hallelujah mm mm-hmm. Well,
0: I just want to take the time before we close to thank you for coming to share with us, um, to drop some nuggets on us because through listening um, to you uh, today, we have learned that it doesn't matter where you are, you can move forward. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. And also we've learned that when God blesses, we don't let the blessings stop there. We let our cups yes. overflow onto others and we see how you've done that and you're doing that. Yes. And then certainly it kind of gives us a a little boost to let us know to use the gifts that God has given us. And if you've got a book in your heart, in your mind, get busy, step out, you know. And uh so I am thankful uh that I have been given this opportunity to talk with you dear and um, you're a nurse and so that's another part of you that's caring amen
1: Amen. Um,
0: um, and we are thankful for people like you especially during the times that we're living in so I thank God for this time that we had to share and um, I look forward when your next book comes out to talking to you about what the Lord is doing for you as well
1: I appreciate you for having me and if anyone would like to get a copy of my book it is on amazon.com, bonnsandnoble.com and my personal webpage well free to do me foundation.com. I thank you all.
0: All right, so God bless you and thank you for coming to the blessed like you podcast. I hope that you share it with friends and uh co-workers and let people know in times like these, we need the Savior. And so what we try to do is encourage and lift people by sharing the Word of God first and foremost, and then by empowering and encouraging others through practical interviews with God's people to let people know God is yet in control and He is on the move. Thank God for your listening. You can find Blessed Like You on the Anchor app, Spotify, Google, Pocket Podcast, as well as Overcast and Breaker. God is good. Thank you so much.